Hello there, and we're back with another episode of So Basically, This is the Bible. Uh, Today we'll be starting off with chapter 8, and if you don't remember, in the last chapter, uh, we talked about um, uh, the Great Flood and Noah building the ark and all that stuff. So we ended off with... um, uh, the water and you know the earth was was uh, at this point flooded for a whole hundred and fifty days. Uh, that's like a little less than half a year. Okay, so without further ado, so basically, this is chapter eight of Genesis. So if you don't remember, in the last chapter we talked about you know the flooding of the earth and whatnot. So we start off here with. Um, uh, it had been raining, and they were on, you know, they were in the water for 150 days. So then, you know, God remembered that no one, literally every other animal, and literally every living thing on the planet was on that ark. And so God was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's done. Everyone's dead. So God closed the, uh, closed the floodgates of the heavens, as it, as it says, and may I just stop and say, that's a pretty cool way of thinking about rain. Um, I might start saying that whenever it's raining, but that's pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, God, you know, God stopped the rain, and for another 150 days, they were on that ark, and the water was slowly, slowly going down. Uh, so that's 300 days right now, uh, 150 days of, you know, the rainfall, or not of the rainfall, um, 150 days on, and then, you know, and then another 150 days for the water to, you know, go down. But on the seventh month, on the 17th day, which would be July, um, the waters, you know, finally started going down, and, and, and so the ark stopped at, on the mountain of, uh, Ararat or however you say it. So then the waters, you know, they continued to go down until the 10th month. So that's October for us. Uh, and, and then on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains finally became visible. So that's a pretty cool thing. You know, it took a long time. Uh, so they were on that arc for a year and five days, 370 days. So, um, after 40 days, Noah opened the window, uh, you know, because God told him, hey, make a window. So he did. Uh, And so Noah opened the window, and he just sent out, you know, a crow, a raven. And and it, you know, just kept flying around, looking for any place to settle down. But alas, nothing yet. So then he sent out a dove, uh, because, you know, doves are cooler than ravens anyway. Uh, And so he sent out a dove to see if the water had, you know, like, you know, receded enough to, like, find a place to live or whatever. Uh, But no, not yet. So then Noah, you know, the dove came back to the ark with nothing. And Noah, you know, he brought the dove back in. And then he waited another seven days. And then he sent the dove out again. And then the dove came back. But this time, this time it's special. Uh, the dove was holding a freshly plucked olive leaf. Uh, now, if you don't know, an olive branch is, you know, like a, a symbol for peace nowadays. 
Uh, so that's kind of cool. This is where that originated. Um, but yeah, so the, the dove came back with an olive leaf. And then, you know, that signifies to Noah, oh, okay, so there's like, you know, there's some out there, you know. If this dove was able to find an olive leaf, that means that the water's going down enough that there's starting to be something. But since the dove came back, you know, it's not that, you know, they, they so yeah. But Noah waited another seven days, and then, you know, he, he let the dove fly out again. But But this time, the dove did not return. And and that means that you know that that there was some place for the dove to stay, uh, land, you know. Um, so, uh, so that was that. And by the first day of the first month, so that's January first. Um, and so this was Noah was now six hundred and one years old. Um, but the water had dried up from the earth, and and so you know Noah. No, like removed the you know the top. It was basically a convertible. You removed the top of the ark, uh, and you know because the water was gone. You know we were all good. Um, and and he saw that the ground was was good. You know the ground was dry, and there was somewhere to stay. So by the twenty seventh day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Uh, so that would be uh, February twenty seventh. Uh, yeah. And then, and then God, you know, he spoke to Noah. He said, okay, man, come out of the ark, you, your wife, and, you know, all your sons and all of their wives, uh, and, and bring out every kind of, you know, all the animals that you had, the birds, the, you know, the animals, the, all the weird things that crawl along the ground, you know, so that they can, they can multiply and they can, you know, be fruitful again. So Noah came out, you know, uh, he, he came out with everything, um, and, you know, they just, I, I imagine this took a while, I don't know how long it takes to unpack every single type of animal on the planet, um, and now some animals are extinct, so this must be, like, more than what we have right now, and that's kind of a, an interesting thought, I don't know how long that took, but it probably took a while. Uh, so then, after they brought out all the animals, Noah, being the righteous man he is, he built an altar to the to the Lord, and he, you know, he took out the clean animals, and once again, uh, clean animals would be like, you know, any animals that you would use to make uh, sacrifices to the Lord. So usually it's like sheep or cows, you know, stuff like that. So Noah brought out some of the clean animals, and he sacrificed burnt offerings on that altar he made. Uh, now, this, you know, this was a sign of, you know, th this was good. This kind of cleared, uh, you know, like, you know, if you do something bad, you know, and, and you send up, uh, you know, the um, aroma to God, it, in, back in those days, it was, uh, it was meant to kind of, you know, clear the beef you know, of the sin that you had, you know, done in the past, you know, a couple of days or whatnot. Um, but anyway, <laughs> God smelled the, um, you know, the meat that, uh, that Noah was burning. And, and he was like, okay, that's a pretty good smell. And so in his heart, it says, uh, the Lord said, never again will I curse the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. 
So basically, uh, God is just saying, you know, this is a little different from the beginning when he cursed all of mankind. It's a little bit of a different, you know, thing. Uh, this time he's just saying, okay, I'm not going to like, you know, do like a hard reset of the earth anymore. That That's done. Um, so, and so far he's kept that. Um, and he's kept that promise. But I shouldn't be surprised, you know, that is like, one of the things that makes God, uh, he keeps promises. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the Lord said, okay, I'm not going to do this again, no matter what. And that's pretty good, because frankly, I don't want to, you know, die due to a mass extinction of everything on the planet right now. But yeah, so that was chapter 8. Okie dokie, next up we're moving to chapter 9. Um, and chapter nine's about, uh, well, part of it is about, you know, uh, God's, uh, as it says, covenant. And this is basically just a promise between, you know, two people, or in this case, God being one, and then the entire human race being the other. Um, so basically, uh, chapter nine starts, uh, with God's covenant with Noah. So God blessed Noah and his sons, and, you know, he was like, okay, you know, uh, you're off the ark, start, you know, uh, uh, reproducing and whatnot again. And as it says, be fruitful and increase your in number and fill the earth. But this time he adds, the fear and dread of you will fall upon the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the air upon every creature that moves along the ground and upon all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands everything that lives and moves, will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. Now, this is interesting, you know, because earlier in the Bible with Adam and Eve, you know, God blessed them. He said, okay, yeah, start reproducing. That's, that's, that's what you should do. You know, I'll let you start a whole, a whole, like, you know, a big thing. But this time God added, you know, earlier in the Bible, God said that, uh, people were to be, you know, uh, the masters of the animals and whatnot, you know, um, like authority over them. But this time it's interesting because uh, God says the fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth. And this is interesting because God is now saying, okay, you get to eat all these animals, you know, he's giving... He's giving the human race, you know, just more things to eat. Earlier, I mean, we didn't eat that much. We were just surviving off of, you know, like the tree of life that God was given Adam and Eve, you know. They had a perfect garden. Um, but now God is, you know, allowing everyone to eat meat, which I think that's like, you should not take that for granted. That's pretty awesome. I don't know about you, but meat is my favorite category of food. Um, so that's kind of uh, like arguably like top 30 at least things that, you know, God has given us. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> God said, but don't don't eat meat, you know, that that like has blood in it still, because that's kind of weird. And God said, you know, for for that blood you know, for yours, I sure, you know, I demand, 
like a reason and stuff. And, you know, if, if someone kills you, like I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, that's they, they're, they're gonna face the punishment. And so what God's saying, what he means here is, you know, because blood, you know, in, in back in the Bible days, it was all like, you know, blood's, you know, what's, you know, causing the life in people, you know, because if you lose too much blood, you just die. Um, but, you know, so God's saying, don't eat, you know, people's blood or animals' blood because, you know, for God, he is life. And so eating the animal's blood is, you know, disrespecting him. So that's what he's saying here. And in verse 6, God says, you know, if anyone kills, you know, a man, then another man's going to kill him, you know. And this is kind of like, you know, one of the major sins he's saying, because, you know, he created man in the image of him. So killing a man would, you know, be essentially killing him, which is not good. Uh, that's that's a big no-no in, you know, God's book. And so the Lord said, you know, okay, yep, increase your numbers, multiply, you know, just just go crazy. Uh, and God said to Noah, and he said, okay, you know what, uh, Here, here's my promise to you, and, you know, all the descendants after you, and everything else on the earth. Um, and God says, you know, never again, uh, I will, I'm not gonna, like, kill everything, ever again, uh, by a flood, you know, never, like, I'm not gonna create another flood that destroys the entire earth. And that's also a pretty cool promise, you know, that's, like, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but God says, yeah, I'm not gonna do that again, and here's the sign, here's, like, you know, here's the thing. Uh, and so whenever you see this, just think, oh, yeah, God, God's not going to kill all of us again. Um, so God puts a rainbow just up in the clouds. And, you know, uh, and that's the sign. That's the sign of God's promise that he's not going to flood the earth and kill all of us. And I think that's pretty cool. That's a good explanation for rainbows. You know, I don't know. But anyway... <laughs> God says, you know, he says to know, he's like, okay, yep, you see that, that's the sign, that's why, that, if you see that, know that I'm not gonna, you know, murder you all again. However, it's not really murder, because, you know, like, reasons and whatnot, it, you know, also, it's like, who's gonna, you know, put God on trial for murder? No one, that's, that's crazy. Anyway, so now we go on to, you know, the sons of Noah and whatnot. So, you know, Noah had uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham, uh, his son was named Canaan. And this becomes important pretty soon because Canaan's like kind of a, you know, big part for a while. But those were the sons of Noah. And, you know, they kind of scattered around and made like nations and whatnot. So Noah, here, here's a little, you know, here we talk about, you know, their relationship and whatnot. Uh, so Noah, you know, it's a new beginning for Noah. Okay, he's a man of the soil, as it says, meaning, you know, he's he's planting food and whatnot. So 
he he planted like a whole vineyard, you know, where you where you put grapes, where you grow grapes. And and he, you know, he made some wine and he drank some of that wine, uh, which, you know, like, you know, I, I can see that. Uh, and so but because he drank all of that wine, he got drunk. And so he was just lying naked inside his tent, which, you know, nakedness is a shameful thing. It is now, and it was especially back then. And so, but here's the thing. Ham, the father of Canaan, you know, he, he walked into that tent, and he was like, oh, shoot, dude, my dad's naked. And so he, he got his brothers, and he was like, okay, guys, uh, you know, help me out here. And so they all got, uh, you know, like a piece of cloth and a garment. And, you know, they they brought it into the tent. But they made sure to walk in backwards so that they didn't see, you know, their father's nakedness. And so, you know, they weren't looking, but they covered uh, Noah's, you know, like, body with the cloth. And Noah awoke from, you know, his drunken blackout. Not blackout, but, you know, he was sleeping. And he found out that uh, Ham, his youngest son, saw him naked and he was like, bro. Cursed be Canaan. Get, get him out of here. He's like the lowest of all the slaves. He's servant of servants. And, you know, he, he's, you know, all of his brothers will be better than him. He's like, he's, yeah, he's cursed, bro. And Noah also was like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, be, blessed be the Lord, you know, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. So Noah's basically just saying, Okay, so Canaan, you know, your son, he's just gonna be like, he's gonna have a rough life, bro. And because now that you, you know, you disrespected me like that, uh, he's, yeah, like, because you saw me naked and you, you brought in other people, you know, that's kind of a disrespect thing. Now, I don't really get that because, you know, it's a different time now. We we don't have the same ideals as they did. Uh, so, you know, it wouldn't be necessarily a shame thing, you know, normally for us now. But it would definitely be an embarrassment thing. Um, so, Noah said, you know, God's gonna, you know, he's gonna make, he's gonna give Japheth a bunch of territory, which is gonna be great. And Japheth is gonna live in the tents of Shem. And then Canaan is just going to be his slave. Uh, which, you know, slavery's not too great, but whatever. Um, but then Noah died, you know, he lived to 950 years old. Which I think is, you know, that's a pretty good age. Um, yeah, that's a solid, solid age to die, I'd say. Uh, it's more than some people can say. But yeah. That was chapter 9 of Genesis. Okie dokie, so chapter 11 is a little interesting. It starts off talking about the Tower of Babel, which is kind of an interesting story. But then it goes on to, um, you know, all the descendants of Shem, uh, one of Noah's sons. Uh, And so I'll probably, I no, I will, I'll put that into another bonus episode just, just for you guys. So that will be in a bonus episode. And chapter 10 will also be in a bonus episode. You may have noticed I skipped a chapter. Yes, chapter 10 is also just a bunch of, you know, uh, genealogy stuff. 
So 10 and part of 11 will be uh, in a bonus episode. Uh, So in 11 right now, we have the Tower of Babel, and we'll also, uh, at the end, you know, talk about, uh, you know, our first look at Abram, uh, who's kind of, you know, he has an interesting story behind him. So let's see what it is. Okay, so starting off with chapter 11, we have the Tower of Babel. So basically, this is uh, the beginning of chapter 11. Uh, so the whole world, you know, it from this from from the beginning to up here, uh, everyone kind of spoke the exact same language, which, in my opinion, that's pretty convenient, you know. And I think that was the point. It was very convenient. Everyone could understand each other. There was no like, you know, it was from what I see, it, it's kind of great. Um, but here's the thing. As everyone started, you know, expanding and, you know, people were moving around, they were settling places, they found, uh, you know, a nice area in Shinar. And they, they, you know, they settled down there. And they were all like, okay, guys, let, let check this out. You know what? Let's let's make some bricks, you know, uh, out of clay and let's fire them so that they're like actually bricks. And so they did. And they used brick instead of stone and they used tar for some mortar to, you know, keep the bricks together. And they were like, okay, check this out. Uh, You know, let's build ourselves a city. Let's make a city that has, like, a super nice tower. And you know what? This tower is going to reach all the way to the heavens. Now, as you and I know, uh, that's impossible. But whatever. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with them. But they were like, okay, yeah, this tower is going to be so good. It's going to go all the way to the heavens, you know, so that we're going to, we're going to be so popular among, like, everyone, and we're going to make a real name for ourselves, you know? And, you know, we're not even going to, we're, we're all going to be right here. We're not going to be, like, all over the face of the earth or anything. And the Lord, you know, he came down, and he was like, you know what? That's kind of lame. It, you know, it's 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 like everyone speaking the same language, you know? <laughs> you, you, you don't think they'd... God is kind of like, you know, baffled that they're doing something like this. And, you know, that they're they're not praising him. You know, they're just going on and they're trying to, like, upstage him. And, you know, that's not what you do. That's kind of lame. You don't try and upstage God. That's not how the world works. Um, But God said, okay, well, check this out. Bang, bang, boom, boom. And God... He spread them across the earth and just scattered them. They were all over. And he was like, you know what? Okay, also, they can't speak the same language anymore. If they're going to try and, like, build a tower up to me just to, you know, just to be famous among, like, the people of the earth, that's, that's, no, get out of here. So God, you know, he scattered them across the earth. And he made them so that they couldn't speak the own, their, you know, the same language. And so that's why it's called Babel, you know, because uh, God just kind of confused everyone. He just messed them up. Uh, now, this is interesting because, you know, that's where the term Babel comes from. You know, it, you know, it means like um, to speak gibberish or whatever because no one understood each other. Um, so that's where that comes from. And... Yeah, and that's 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 the explanation for why people speak different languages. Um, but yeah, that's a good lesson. Don't try and upstage God because that doesn't 
really work too well, does it? Anyway, after, um, as I already said, you know, a lot of this, uh, a lot of chapter 11 is going from, you know, genealogy of Shem. So we're going to move on to the end, which we get introduced to our boy Abram. Now, Abram's kind of important because this dude named Terah, he was the father of Abram, okay? So we'll learn about him a little later uh, in the bonus episode. But Abram, Nahor, and Haran, you know, they, they were all they were all a gang. They were the the sons of uh Terah. And Haran, he had this son named Lot, okay? And and Terah, you know, he was still alive, and Haran died in uh, a place called Ur. Ur of Chaldeons. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but who cares? And that's kind of where he was born, so that's where he died. It's kind of, you know, poetic in a way. So Abram and Nahor both, you know, they both got married, not to each other, but, you know, they both got married to women. Um, So the name of Abram's wife, her name was Sarah, uh, and Nahor's wife was named Milka. And she was the daughter of Haran, which is like incest, but, you know, whatever. It doesn't, we don't even care. Um... (laughs) Uh, but, you know, and so, uh, yeah, so Milka and Iska were both the, you know, the daughters of, uh, Haran, and Sarah, she, she, you know, she wasn't able to have children, which is kind of sad, so Tara, he, he took Abram, uh, and he took, you know, his grandson Lot, uh, you know, and then, and then his daughter-in-law Sarah, and and they all went out, uh, you know, from Ur of uh, Chaldeans to go to Canaan. Remember Canaan? He he was he was he was uh, in in the in the story earlier. Uh, they were, they all went out to go to Canaan, but when they came, you know, to Haran, they just kind of chilled there. Okay, they they settled down. Um, so uh, Terah lived for two hundred five years. Then he died in Haran, and that. That was, uh, you know, the our first look at Abram. It was a little bit of a short, you know, short look, but, you know, it was a look. 